Welcome to Mexico Unexplained, where we will explore the magic, the mysteries, and the miracles of Mexico. This series presents information based partly on theory and conjecture. The podcaster's purpose is to suggest some possible explanation, but not necessarily the only ones to the subjects we will examine. Here is your host, Robert Bitto. Welcome and muy bienvenidos to episode number 11 of Mexico Unexplained, where we examine the magic, the mysteries, and the miracles of Mexico. My name is Robert Bitto. Today on the program, we will talk about three popular legends in Mexico involving the devil. Are they stories told to children to teach them lessons, or do they have some basis in fact? You decide. The first story is called The Devil Does a Good Deed. There was an old lady who lived all alone in a small ranch. The ranch was in the middle of a large desert and, because of its remoteness, very few people traveled there. Perhaps once or twice a year, a traveler would take a wrong turn and come across the ranch by accident. That was the only time the old lady received news from the outside world. She had been living in this manner since the death of her husband, who had belonged to a gang of bandits. The leader of the band was a notoriously infamous rascal who was feared throughout the territory. After one dangerous raid, in which they had encountered federal troops, the leader had given her husband a painting of the devil as a token of gratitude for saving his life during the encounter. When the husband saw what it was, he did not want to accept it. However, he could not refuse a gift from a friend. When he had arrived home, the husband had placed the picture behind a door, and there it had stayed. As the old lady went about her daily chores, she would come to the door where the painting was hanging and say, Poor, poor you, who never sees the face of God. She would then take her broom and swat the dust off. This daily ritual went on for many, many years. There came a time when the old lady became very ill. She tried to take care of herself as best she could and prepared all the remedies she knew, but to no avail. She grew weaker and weaker by the day. Finally, she just lay in bed and was unable to move. When the devil saw the condition she was in, he went up to her bed. The old lady knew that death was near. Goodbye, old friend, she said to the devil. When the devil heard this, he rushed out of the house as fast as he could and started running down the street toward the nearest town. When he came to the town, he went inside the first church he could find. When the priest saw the devil, he recoiled away. What do you want here? asked the priest. I want you to come with me and administer last sacraments to someone who is dying, said the devil. When the priest heard this, he understood. They hitched the horses to the priest's carriage and rode off in the direction of the old lady's ranch. When they finally came to the ranch, they found the old lady smiling. I saw a beautiful lady dressed in white, she whispered. She was coming down a long tunnel, and little boys with wings were flying all around. The priest confessed the old lady, and she died peacefully. 
The priest then told the devil to leave, and he himself started back towards the church. And so, I suppose the devil was gone before the gravediggers came to put the old lady under the ground. Okay, the second devil story is called The Priest Goes Down to Hell. Once upon a time, there was a husband and wife who were very, very poor. They had been married for many years, but had no children. Since they were both quite old, they had given up hope of having a child. But still, the wife would go off alone to pray to the Lord, saying, Please send us a son, so that our old age will not seem so lonely. One day, the husband finally became desperate and said to his wife, I'm fed up with being poor. I'm going to see where I can find some money. If I meet the devil, I'll ask the devil for money. And off he went. He had walked just a short way when he met the devil on the corner. The devil asked, Where are you going, my good man? I'm going for the devil, replied the man. I'm tired of being poor, and if asking the devil is the only way of getting money... That's how it has to be. I'm the devil, said the stranger. If I give you the money, what will you give me in return? The man thought to himself, When will I have a son? I never will. He was certain of that fact. What will you give me in exchange for the money? Repeated the devil. The man said, My son's soul, the first son that I have. The devil agreed and they made a contract and signed it in blood. When they were finished signing, the devil said, Look, there's a big rock behind that mesquite tree. Lift it up and take all the money you want. Whenever you need money, it will be there. The man began to buy ranches with the money and was soon one of the richest men in the region. A short time went by and the man and wife were becoming used to their new life of prosperity. They now had maids who cleaned the house and servants who prepared their meals. One evening, when they had finished supper, the wife said to her husband, I have something to tell you. A surprise. Well, what is it? asked the husband. I'm pregnant, and soon we will have a son. The wife beamed. The husband was shocked by this news, but didn't say anything to his wife. A few months later, a son was born. He was a beautiful baby. When the father saw the child, he became very, very sad. His wife could not understand the reason for his unhappiness. After all these years of prayer, we finally have a son, she told her husband. As the child grew older, the woman noticed that her husband became even sadder. When the child was four or five years old, he began to go to school. He was a very bright boy, and by the time he was ten, he was already very learned. He was given the best education that money could buy. When he grew even older, the boy decided to become a priest, and when he turned eighteen, he went away to the seminary. But whenever he came home, he noticed that his father shied away from him. The father's eyes would fill with tears, and he would go down to the cellar and lock himself away. The boy also became very sad on these occasions. Doesn't my father love me? He would ask his mother. 
If he doesn't want me to come home anymore, why doesn't he tell me? I've never offended him. Why doesn't he like me? The woman would then go to her husband and ask, What's wrong with you? Our son is sad every time he comes home. He says that you don't want to see him or even eat with him. The man would tell his wife that nothing was wrong and would go up to his room. Several years passed by and the time came for the boy to be ordained as a priest. He loved his parents dearly and wanted them both to come to the ceremony, but his father had constructed a large cellar in which to hide when his son came home and went there instead. When the young man finally arrived home, he told his mother that he wanted to have a talk with his father. Where is he? he asked. I want to see him now. After much pleading, the woman finally told her son where his father was. The son went down to where his father was hiding and started talking to him. If you don't want me to come home anymore, I won't, but please tell me the reason why, he said. His father then began to weep bitterly. He told his son how he had made the contract with the devil for his soul. Forgive me, he said. Your mother and I were very old and had never been able to have a son. Your birth was the last thing that I expected to happen. The son then understood why his father had acted so strangely whenever they met. He told his father that he was going to search for the devil. Give me a team of mules, servants, and some provisions, he said. Where are you going to go look for the devil, asked his father. I don't know, but I'll find him somewhere, the son assured him. Early the next morning, the priest left with the servants and began walking and walking. After seven days of traveling, when they were deep inside a desert, they happened to meet a hermit. The hermit told the priest that he had been in the desert for ten years. The priest then told the hermit his story. Senor, we are on a mission. After so many years in the desert, do you know where the devil lives? No, my son, replied the hermit. Even after serving God all these years, I still don't know. But further down there is another hermit who's been serving God for twenty years. Maybe he can help you. Early the next morning, the priest and the group started walking in the desert again. After they had traveled several hours, they came to a cave on the side of a hill. The priest looked into the dark cave and saw a fire burning. This must be the second hermit's home, he said. He walked up to the fire and saw a man sitting there. He asked the hermit if he knew where the devil lived. I've been here for many years, but I have never come to know where the devil lives, replied the hermit. But further down there is a hermit who's been in the desert serving God for 30 years. Perhaps he will help you. The priests and the servants made their camp and spent the night in the cave. Early the next morning, they started walking in the desert again. It was extremely hot and the sun was directly overhead, beating down on them. They took shelter in front of a mountain stream. Everyone was resting and the animals were drinking water. Suddenly they heard a loud flutter, and when they looked up, they saw an angel flying away in the distance. That must be the place where the third hermit lives, said the priest. He started walking towards the place where he had seen the angel. When he got there, he saw the hermit eating. Never in his life had the priest seen such splendid dishes. Who are you? asked the hermit. 
I am a priest on a mission to find the devil. Perhaps you can tell me where I can find him, said the son. I've been in the desert for many, many years, but I still don't know where the devil lives, replied the hermit. But farther down, there lives a bandit called Abrilio. He is so mean and treacherous that the devil himself made him his compadre. The devil takes him down to hell three times a day. When the priest heard this news, he was overjoyed and slept peacefully in the night. Early the next morning, the priest and his group began walking again. When it was almost dark, they came to the ranch where Abrilio's bandits were hiding. When the bandits saw them, they started to attack them. Fortunately, Abrilio was watching and told his men to let them enter. The priest, who was dressed in lay clothing, went up to where Abrilio was standing. Senor, he said, I am here on a mission looking for the devil. Do you happen to know where I can find him? Of course, replied Abrilio. He's my compadre, and he won't be long in coming. He told the priest to make himself at home and ordered his men to feed and water the mules. Be careful not to steal anything, he warned his men. They sat down to talk, and afterwards they all went to sleep. Around midnight, the priest was awakened by a frightful noise. He stood up and noticed the devil standing in the doorway. When the devil saw the priest, he didn't want to come inside. Come inside, compadre, Abrilio told the devil. The devil was still reluctant to enter. This young man is looking for someone who will take him down to hell, insisted Abrilio. I told him that we were compadres. Maybe you can help him. The devil finally agreed. I'll take him, he said. If he really wants to go, I'll take him. The devil told the priest to climb on his shoulders. You must not open your eyes no matter what you hear, warned the devil, or you will remain in the void. Soon they were going through the air. The sounds of music and merriment reached the priest's ears, and he was tempted to open his eyes. Are we there yet? he asked. We're not very far off, replied the devil. We'll be there right away. You can open your eyes now, the devil said when they had arrived. As soon as the other devil saw the priest, they all left. Lucifer was the only one who remained. Why have you brought him here, demanded Lucifer. The devil told him that he was looking for a contract that another one of the devils had made years and years ago. Which devil has this contract? Lucifer asked. The priest told him his father had made the contract and that he didn't know. Lucifer then sent for all the devils that were traveling the world. As the devils arrived, they were tortured, they were whipped, they were made to drink molten lead, and they were thrown into furnaces, but to no avail. No one of them had the contract. When it was almost dawn and they were almost about to give up, Lucifer said, there's one devil left, El Diablo Cojo. He's the one that brings me the most souls. They sat down to wait for him. They had not been waiting long when the last devil arrived. Lucifer called him over. What do you want with me? asked El Diablo Cojo. Lucifer told him that they had searched everyone and still hadn't found the contract. You will have it on you, said Lucifer. I don't have the contract insisted El Diablo Cojo. Lucifer then gave orders for him to be tortured. They did the most horrible things imaginable to him. 
They made him drink molten lead. They made him walk on spikes. They threw him into the furnace. But all to no avail. He didn't turn over the contract. All right, said Lucifer. If he doesn't want to turn it over, then throw him into Abrilio's bed. When El Diablo Cojo heard this, he said, I won't get into Abrilio's bed. He then opened up his crooked leg and took out the contract. Lucifer gave the contract to the priest and told the devil to take him back to earth. The devil told the priest to get on his shoulders and do the same as before. They flew off and were soon back at Abrilio's ranch. When they arrived, the priest climbed off the devil's shoulders. You can go back now, he told the devil. When Abrilio saw the priest, he was very curious to know what had happened. He always went to hell with his compadre, but was used to an elegant place with dancing, lively music, and merriment. Tell me what happened, said Abrilio. The priest then told Abrilio all about his trip. It was such a problem to find the contract. They tortured all the devils until there remained only one. They tortured him also, but he didn't want to turn over the contract. Finally, Lucifer threatened to throw him in the bed of one called Abrilio. As soon as the devil, El Diablo Cojo, heard this, he opened up his crooked leg and turned over the contract. Abrilio listened in silence, then became pale and fell to his knees. Father, confess me, he pleaded. If even the devil did not want my bed, how horrible it must be. As soon as he said this, he fell dead at the priest's feet. The hermit, who ate from the hand of God, was starving to death. He would come out of his cave and looked up at the sky and said, What are you doing, angel of God? Can't you see I'm dying of hunger? Finally, after three days without food, he saw the angel coming. Where were you, angel of God? I almost died of hunger. Who would have remembered, replied the angel. We were all having a great feast and celebrating. Who died, asked the hermit. A cardinal, a bishop, or did the pope die? Nothing of the kind, answered the angel. Something much greater than that. The soul of Abrilio was saved. What? said the surprised hermit. If they gave Abrilio, who was the devil's compadre, such a great feast, imagine what it will be like when I finally die. For speaking these words, the hermit found himself in Abrilio's bed instead of going to heaven. That's why they say that it's not good to be vainglorious in this world. The third story is The Pulque Vendor Tricks the Devil. Near Guadalajara, there once lived a pulque vendor. In one street and out the other, swerving and swaying to his heart's delight, he went along his way. People were so accustomed to his daily route that for many years, the high falsetto yell that announced his presence was used as a means of telling time. Here comes the pulque vendor, they would cry. This gentleman had taken it into his head to build a bridge across the river. He chose a site near a grove of cactus and drew a plan of the bridge. But when he had finished the plan, he realized that he did not have enough money to carry out his idea. In spite of this, he did not lose heart, but continued to earn whatever money he could by selling his pulque. 
One evening he was walking along the river towards the spot where the grove of cactus stood. It was a pleasantly fresh evening with occasional warm breezes that scattered the scent of flowers through the streets. The pulque vendor had worked hard all day and now abandoned himself to thought. After all these years of sacrifice, I still don't have enough money to build the bridge, he lamented. He knew that he did not have many years left to live. He finally arrived at the site where the bridge was to be built, but unlike countless other evenings, when he had been there, he noticed the figure of a tall man wearing a black cloak. After they exchanged greetings, the stranger asked, What will you give me in exchange for building the bridge across the river? All I can offer you is the money that I have saved and some pulque that's inside my cart, replied the vendor. Will you go with me if I finish building the bridge before daybreak? The stranger asked. No, I will not promise you anything like that, replied the vendor. Very well, said the devil, the stranger. Then how about this? If the rooster crows before I have completed the bridge... You need not go with me. On these new terms, the vendor agreed, for he thought the chances much better. After all, a rooster might crow at any time during the night, and one was almost certain to crow before daybreak. The vendor sat down on the riverbank and watched the devil begin his task. My bridge will finally be built after all of these years, he thought. His confidence was so great that he even decided to take a nap. While the vendor slept, the devil worked feverishly, putting brick after brick into place until soon the whole foundation was laid. The effort he made was so great that all his clothes were soaked in perspiration. Soon he had accumulated a great thirst, but still continued working. When the vendor awoke, he rubbed his eyes and looked toward the river. He was astonished at the progress the devil had made. The whole bridge was complete except for one last tower that the devil was now working on. The vendor became very anxious for it was almost daybreak and not a single rooster had crowed. What shall I do? he wondered. What will become of me if the wretched roosters fail to crow before the devil completes the tower? By this time the devil was down to his last few bricks. I have almost finished my work, and you must soon go away with me, he laughed. Yes, I will go with you, answered the vendor, but let's drink a toast to your victory. Seeing that only one brick remained to be placed, the devil agreed. There's no way I can possibly lose now, and besides, I'm dying of thirst, he thought. The vendor pulled his cart over to where the devil was standing. I have two kinds of pulque in my cart said the vendor. One is called El Que Se Queda and the other El Que Se Va. Which do you prefer? I'll take El Que Se Queda, replied the devil, in honor of my bridge that will remain here on earth. But you can drink El Que Se Va because you will soon be gone. The devil began laughing. The vendor found the two largest glasses and he had filled them to overflowing. The devil was so thirsty that he emptied his glass in one gulp. Have another glass, said the vendor. The devil took the second glass and he passed out on the ground before he finished it. 
Just then, a burst of sunlight opened up the sky, and the crowing of a rooster was heard in the distance. The devil, who was still lying on the ground, suddenly burst into a ball of flame and disappeared. The drink was too strong, even for the devil. It wasn't called El Que Se Queda for no reason. To this day, no one has ever been able to finish the bridge. Many people have put the last brick into place, but when they come to see it in the next morning, it has fallen off or disappeared. Thank you for listening to another episode of Mexico Unexplained. For references, links to more stories and illustrations, please go to our website, MexicoUnexplained.com. If you've missed an episode, they're all there too. If you like what we're doing here, please remember to share with your friends. Gracias and thank you very much. Thank you for listening to another episode of Mexico Unexplained with host Robert Bitto. For show summary, relevant links and commentary, please check out our website at MexicoUnexplained.com. Like us on Facebook and be a part of the conversation. Adios and hasta la vista.